Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. If you've ever heard the words, it's cancer, you know, or if you've had someone you love hear those words, that it can be an absolutely life-altering statement. And when somebody has this diagnosis, a lot of things in their lives change. And they do want to work on treating their primary cancer if it's treatable, but they also may be looking for some natural ways that they can support themselves, support their body, and look at ways that they can use health and nutrition to help themselves along the way. Well, today we're going to hear more about some of the opportunities right here in the islands to do so. I'm joined today by Karen Cook. She is a nurse with many years of oncology experience, and by Lou Whitey, who in 2001, I'm sorry, Whitney, It's my handwriting. It's my fault. (laughs) In 2001, they established Kokululu. This is an area that is over on the Big Island, and it's helping people who have a diagnosis of some type of a problem. We'll talk about specifically what ones originally starting off as cancer to use all of their natural resources in their body to help supplement the way in which they're treating their primary condition. So I want to thank both of you for flying over and joining me today on the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us here. Mahalo and aloha. We're happy to hear more about it. Now, Karen, this started because you unfortunately had cancer kind of surround you in your life and in your experience. Yes. Well, I'm an RN, as you mentioned, and I was married for 25 years to a man who had a cancer diagnosis and was on chemotherapy for 12 of those years. And then after he passed, I had a cancer diagnosis myself. Prior to all that, I was an oncology nurse. And so it seemed like, wow, I've faced this diagnosis in every way, shape or form. So there was that piece of background. But then when I first moved to the islands in 2000 on the big island, I was hired to run a research project looking at prayer and the sending of distant intentionality um, for healing. So what does that mean, distant intentionality? I know that some studies in the conventional medical literature have looked at the use of prayer and healing and found some uh, studies that have actually supported that this can help people through their journey in treating medical conditions. But what is distant intentionality? Actually, prayer falls under the umbrella of distant intentionality. It's just sending your intention of healing energy from a distance. And prayer certainly is that. But the research For our purposes, we used a number of modalities, including Reiki, the Hawaiian breathing of the ha. The sender was not near the patient, so couldn't really have a hands-on experience, so had to send the intention of these healing modalities. Qigong, Reiki were other modalities we used. So people, again, would be in the control room and send the intention of those healing modalities. And we actually found that we were able to see changes occur in the brain of the receiver when the sender was sending the healing intention. And how were you doing that? Was there some type of study that allowed you to image the brain? We used functional MRI scans. So how is that different than the type of MRI scan someone might have to look for, you know, a bulging disc in their back? Good question. MRI scans can take pictures of things that are static. Functional MRI scans take pictures 
as there's an activity going on. Usually in the brain, you would be using a functional MRI scan. And these were brain scans done with functional. So you can see blood flow and you can see changes that might occur that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on if you were just doing the, like you said, a static or don't move, take a deep breath and don't move kind of MRI. So it's a difference between maybe the anatomical appearance and the functional quality of what you're looking at. Exactly. So using these functional MRI machines or studies, what exactly did you see? Boy, we saw changes in so many different areas of the brain. It was very interesting that it was not just one area that we would see changes. But interestingly, the changes would occur. We had on signals and off signals. And when it was an on signal, I would prompt the sender send now. During the off signal, I would tell them stop, and I would talk story with them, as we say in Hawaii, to get their mind off the person that they were sending energy to so they wouldn't be thinking about that person at all. And so the changes we saw in various areas of the brain occurred during the on signal, changes that were not there for the off signal, showing that it really was changes that were occurring when the energy was being sent. So, yes, we did see changes that happened when we did this research. And what it showed us was, wow, if if we can actually see changes happening in people's brains when somebody, when we're sending energy to somebody else, what kind of changes can we make in our own brain when we send those kinds of positive thoughts and positive energy and, and healing expectancy, if you will. And, and, and it all comes down to things like faith and belief and, and just knowing that you have power inside yourself. So we didn't do the research on sending energy to oneself. It would be a little harder to, to it's do a little that, harder, I would think. Yeah. yeah. But that became the basis of what we do at Kokolulu Farm and Cancer Retreat Center in the respect that we like to try and teach tools and share tools with people that they can use to optimize their own healing. So it doesn't mean don't use conventional medicine, of course, but to teach people they have a role and responsibility in their own healing process, and here's some things you can do for that, Qigong being very important. Um, Should I continue? Well, sure, but let's talk a moment because the nice aspect of this is that it's not instead of, it's in addition to. Sort of opening up someone's mind to say, you know, a lot of times I'll have people ask me, hey, I have a diagnosis, for example, of, of high blood pressure or diabetes. Is there a way that I can change my diet to help this? And plenty of studies have shown that if you lower salt or if you work on reducing carbohydrates, in particular high refined sugar, that you can improve using your diet, improve those medical conditions. So it doesn't seem that far off of what we're used to seeing that someone might say, okay, so I've been diagnosed with cancer, for example. Is there some way I can improve my diet? In fact, a lot of cancer centers these days are adding nutrition as a component, recognizing how important it is for someone to nourish themselves if they're going through treatment, but also to use food as a kind of medicine. I think we're moving towards that direction of food as medicine. So you mentioned that it's embracing this self-power or the ability for someone to do some of the healing themselves. And I certainly think there's a lot to be said for that. You mentioned Qigong is an area that you focus on. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about Qigong. All right. What is Qigong? And why would I want to learn about it and maybe do it? Well, number one, 
It's so easy. Number two, it's powerful. Qigong is part of traditional Chinese medicine. And most people are familiar with acupuncture. And and with acupuncture, somebody puts needles in you and helps remove the blockages in the meridians of the body that can cause pain and disease. Qigong does the same thing, but it's reportedly even more powerful than acupuncture because you do it yourself. You're not relying on somebody else. And it becomes a daily practice. So acupuncture, I understand you put needles or, you know, there's certain needles that are put into areas called meridians. And this is something that is done by a practitioner who has studied, who knows exactly where to do this. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Qigong, where I'm doing it to myself, am I using pressure points? Am I using breath? What am I doing to myself? You, It's an exercise much like Tai Chi. Okay. Most people are familiar with Tai Chi. I've seen people in the park do that. It looks exactly. great. Improves balance. It looks like it's slow moving. It's right on my speed. Okay. So Qigong is similar. Very similar, but simpler. simpler oh, I like simple. In, I did. That's why I studied Tai Chi, both Lou and I did, for a couple years and never got to the point I could do it by myself without the teacher. And then I discovered Qigong, and I, I always recommend that you learn Qigong from a trained master. Don't get it from a, a DVD or YouTube. It's better to learn it from a master. I, that's my little So many things are true there. about that. <laughs> you think you're doing what the video says, and then somebody goes, no, you're not. Okay. We've been very fortunate to have gone to China over the last 25 years. We go almost every year. Like we take groups there. And so we've studied with many teachers, masters there. Uh, and we continue to teach there as well. So when we come back, we share that expertise with those people. Um, like I said, we take people there so that they can learn from other teachers, etc. Uh, it's an integral part of our program. We're going to learn some more about it in just a few moments. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Karen Cook. She is a nurse by trade, but currently also uh, working with Lou Whitney, who are running the Coco Lulu Retreat Center for over on Hawaii Island for people who have many different medical conditions, particularly cancer, and how they can use natural elements to help them through their treatment journey. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about how this, how Qigong fits into what they do and what other resources they have available to help people who might be struggling with a diagnosis and wanting to know how they can empower themselves to work on the healing process. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today I'm talking to the founders of Kokululu Retreat Center. This is over on Hawaii Island, and this is a place that has been established by both Karen Cook and Lou Whitney to really try and help people in their healing journey. If they have a serious diagnosis, if they have been diagnosed with cancer or a variety of other illnesses, how can they tap into their own healing potential to really transform the care that they receive in addition to what they may be getting from their primary providers for their treatment. Now, right before the break, we were talking about Qigong and how that is something that you can learn from a master, probably better than a DVD and 
I always think I'm doing what it looks like everyone else is doing, and I'm usually not. So I'm all about learning from someone who has the expertise and experience. Karen, you said you've studied, and Lou, you said every year you go and refresh these skills, and you go to China directly and spend some time with people who are masters. For a novice like me, how long would it take for someone to get familiar enough with Qigong to be able to do this practice and actually do it well? Well, people come to our center um, that have a diagnosis, and we recommend a month if they can swing it in terms of time, finances, or we have a two-week program, we have a 10-day program. So in just a couple of days, you can begin to feel the qi, the energy moving in your body. So every culture in the world has a word for, for energy. In the islands, we call it mana. In China, they call it qi. So gong is the movement. So anything actually that moves the qi, the energy, can be considered qigong. So like I said, in a matter of a couple of days, you can learn to do this practice yourself. Um, like, but like anything, you know, we have old habits, and so the more time you can spend at doing this, um, Karen mentioned to you she had a an epilepsy diagnosis, and so had a grand mal seizure, and so she was practicing a couple hours a day, and so she stepped up her practice. I am a Vietnam vet, um, so I had some major issues during the war in my back. Rolled a tractor on our farm, so I have five compression fractures in my lumbar, bone spurs, bulging disc, severe osteoporosis. Been told I would not be able to walk, and so the same... Hey, I attest, you walked in here, and you <laughs> walked like a champion. I'll just Thank tell you. you that. So practicing Qigong, as long as I do my practice every day, uh, I'm good to go. I don't take any medication for pain. Um, I'm able to walk. So I am getting a little older, so you know sometimes I have to take it a little easy. I'm 72, so I've learned over the years, you know, what I can do uh, to best my ability. But Qigong is like save my life, save Karin's life, and we have many stories of people who've come to our center. Um, one one man who's 53 years old came. He had a six centimeter tumor in his liver. Uh, had stage four cancer, given two to three weeks to live um, by his oncologist in Kona. And so he came, he spent several re- short retreats with us, and in three weeks, tumor all gone. When he told me and he showed me the papers for Dr. DeSalvo, um, I just thought, this is just amazing. So the cancer all gone. So amazing things can happen to people. You've heard about these things, you've read about them. Uh, we've seen many, many instances of cancer completely gone or other chronic illnesses, Parkinson's. So, Do you ever get a chance to speak to some of the providers of the clients who come to see you and kind of ask them any idea? Could there be an explanation? I mean, the scientist in me is always going to say, well, incidental reports are great, but show me the evidence, show me where there's an explanation. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of things in medicine we're realizing are difficult to develop causation, you know, and say A caused B. But when you've, if you've had a chance to speak to any of the providers, have they ever had any insight as to how they think this might have occurred or what they see in their population that might relate to some of what you're seeing in yours? Well, it's a really interesting question because I had a national certification as a research certified 
Okay, uh, so clinical you know research why. coordinator. Okay, so and you it's know why really, I ask these questions. I absolutely do, and it's really hard for me always, even though I've seen so many amazing things occur, and I and I totally believe this, there's still that Western trained scientific piece of my brain that wants more. Yeah, I've got that part of my brain answer. too. Right. But you know, the typical response we get from a physician is, Well, I don't know what's What's happening here? But just keep up whatever you're doing. Yeah, that's honest. And keep that's up what whatever I say you're too. doing yeah. is always the response. So, um, yeah, I Lou mentioned my epilepsy diagnosis. That was four years ago, and and I had been telling you earlier that I was told by the neurologist that I had to take the drugs, or this would get better, would not get worse, and I could die. In fact, I did have a out of body experience when I had the first grand mal seizure. So I believed him, but I didn't want to take the meds first line of defense. So I thought, well, first, let me just step up and do some of the things I teach other people to do. It's my turn to walk my talk. And I did that. I was doing my practice, my Qigong practice, and and food is medicine, you mentioned earlier, is a component as well. And I really paid attention to that in my own life as well. And over two years... I went a year and a half with a new epilepsy diagnosis, told I could die, didn't have a doctor and on no drugs. And so, you know, when you're a scientist, you usually do research on yourself first, right? So finally I thought, you know, this is probably just not very smart. So I contacted an epileptologist here on Oahu at Queens who put me in for a week and did all kinds of tests to find this epilepsy and, and said, it's, I don't see it anymore. And I, over four years, have continued. I don't have seizures anymore, and I've never taken a pill. So I know, and again, I mentioned earlier, it's the faith, it's the believing in yourself and knowing your body knows how to heal. But to learn those tools, however, that's not enough. You have to use them. You have to do it. Very true. Now, I'm curious. I'm certain that there's a lot of stories that have been successful. And I bet there's a lot of stories where people have done their absolute best, and they haven't had the miraculous response because for whatever reason, that's just not their journey at this time. Exactly. For those folks who have done their best, it's not that they didn't try hard enough. It just, how do you describe that? I mean, I sort of think their, their life is not heading in that direction and that's, that's just reality and that's okay too. It is okay too. And you're absolutely right. This is not to say that it's going to work for everybody. It's just helping people who don't know what to do, what to do. Many people do everything. And like you said, they're finished here. Their their job here, I think, is done. And whatever the, the deeper, maybe spiritual component is for someone's job to be done here, for some people, that's the way it is. But at least we try to help people know that they've done what they can do. I think that's the most important part. Know you've done everything you can. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Karen Cook and Lou Whitney. They are both the founders of Coco Lulu, Lulu, and this is a retreat center that is over on Hawaii Island designed to help people who have major health problems to really work on using their own self-healing and use food as medicine to try and help through their journey, through their treatment. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about some of the folks they've seen over the years and where they see this going in the next several years to come. So we will be right back.
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. I'm here in the studio with Karen Cook. She's a nurse with many years of oncology experience, and Lou Whitney, and they both are running Coco Lulu, which is a retreat center over on Hawaii Island, helping people through their healing journey through various medical illnesses. And it turns out, given your experience, Karen, it has focused a lot on cancer patients, but there may be plenty of other conditions for which people, you know, I often think sometimes they just need to step away from their current lives, whether it be the stress related to that or the lack of time for themselves or the the healing that they need to do on their own. And it takes getting out of your environment to see some of this improvement. What does it look like on your, it's a farm. What does it, it look is like? A farm. Describe it's, it for me. Oh, I'd love to. It is an organic farm, but it's, I, I want to just go back to what you just said, because we like to use Einstein's quote that says, in a sense, that you can't fix a problem in the same environment in which it's created. Hmm. And so, yes, you sometimes just need to pull yourself out of your usual everyday life and rest. And this is a beautiful seven-acre organic farm with chickens and a golden retriever and cats and overlooking. We have a 150-degree view of the ocean and... It's I want to the, go there right now. You're welcome. <laughs> Just hang out with your dog always and welcome. cats and <laughs> It's chickens. on the north <laughs> tip of the island overlooking, and we have the trade winds, so it's reportedly the cleanest air in the world because the trade winds don't blow over any landmass for 2,000 miles before it hits where we live. I grew up in Los Angeles, so that's a really Sounds important like, thing you know, for me, clean air. Nirvana. I mean, this it's is where beautiful. I want to go. So that's what it looks like. So there's a house or a place where people would stay, I would imagine. We have guest rooms. We're not a big center. We do have five guest rooms, but we tend to do individual retreats, and they're personalized retreats. We have done group retreats. We do a group workshop every May. We have one coming up next week. We take groups to China, as Lou mentioned. But the healing retreats are usually individualized with one or two people. And so they'll have a a nice room, all three meals. The food is organic, much of it grown on our own farm. If not, there's a lot of local farmers. It's an agricultural part of Hawaii. And a big move for organic agriculture in North Kohala, where we have our center. So, yes, it's a farm. And... um, what might an average day be structured to look like if somebody comes sure. on a personal retreat? How is that set up? I mean, I realize personalization is going to take place, but how in general would it be set up? So people usually get up, you know, say between 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Okay, you um, lost me there. But <laughs> Can they get but, up later? <laughs> no, they can get up later. If the chickens let them. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, we do Qigong from 8 to 9. We have breakfast. Then we meet at 10 o'clock, and we talk about mind, body, spirit kinds of things, Qigong. Uh, Karen's been trained in this program called Food is Medicine, which is also a buzzword now, by Dr. James Gordon, the Center for Mind, Body, Medicine in D.C., and Dr. Perlmutter, who uh, wrote a book called uh, Brain Maker. So talk, talks a, Karen's a nutritionist. She talks a lot about the connection between the gut and the brain and lots of other things so that people understand, you know, where does this cancer stuff come from or other chronic illnesses and how do things get changed? Because some people, they want visuals, they want want the scientific explanation of things. 
And then we spend a lot of time uh, doing Qigong, so teaching people so that we, everything we do is research-based, as Karen mentioned, and everything is take-home. So we want people, when they leave, to have the skills that they can continue to practice this stuff. Too many times I've heard where people go to retreats, they feel real good, there's a lot of touchy-feely stuff, and then when they go home, they go back to the same rut that they were in before. So the people, Karen mentioned, the people that seem to do better are the people that follow through and uh, practice the skills. So I might throw out our website if anybody's interested and want more information. So it's cocolulu.org, and cocolulu is K-O-K-O-L-U-L-U dot O-R-G. The phone number is area code 808-889-9893. That's 808-889-9893. Now, where do you see this evolving in the last few minutes we have? Where do you see this this retreat center going in the next several years? Is there a thought of expanding the types of clients that you may serve? Is there a thought of having another satellite center What's the next step? We do expand. We have been expanding. And interestingly, we've been doing this now for many years. And for several years, people would contact us and say, your program sounds like just exactly what I want, but I don't have a cancer diagnosis. So we listened to that, and we changed the scope of just having cancer retreats to Kokolulu Farm and healing retreats and Qigong Center. So we have just Qigong workshops and Qigong retreats. Um, Food as medicine always enters in, no matter what kind of retreat we're doing, because I think it's that important. But I see us continuing to expand to not only those with, with chronic or serious diagnoses, but people who want to be proactive and learn what to do for themselves before something sets in. So that's always a fun kind of program to run as well. And in addition to the healing programs, we also have an intern program. So people will come and learn how to do the organic natural farming that we do there at Kokolulu Farm. They also learn the Qigong, and they learn about integrative healing modalities. So we've had a number of young interns come between college and med school, and that's really fun to look back over the years. There's, there's several now that have become docs who used to be our interns, and that's very fun. So it's okay. creating a somewhat of a sustainable future because you're teaching other people who might not do it exactly at the same location, but exactly. may be able to transform this to their location of practice. Exactly. We also are in discussion with people periodically who are interested in doing what we do. And so our mana'o, our kuleana uh, responsibility as we get into the twilight years of our life is to share this expertise with other people who want to start centers all over the world. And so we've had people come just kind of follow us around. Uh, teach them what we're doing, and then they can put their own slant on things because we believe, you know, we happened upon and we are granted um, this incredible responsibility, and so we want to pass it on to others. Well, and that's the wondrous part about it, is that not just is this something that really came to you through your journey through life, 
for both of you, but also mm-hmm. something that you want to keep as a sustainable way for people to consider some of their health options as they go through their lives, not just with a diagnosis, but also with any sort of preventative aspect as well. And a lot of medicine these days is all about prevention. I want to thank both of you for coming here from Hawaii oh, Island to join you. me today. Mama. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org and follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. And we will see you next week as we do every Monday to talk about important ways that you can stay as healthy as you can for as long as you can right here on The Body Show. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.